For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe in Lions. That's spelled B-L-E-A-V right here on the Believe Podcasting Network. It is Monday, June 8th. I can't believe it. We're here to talk Detroit Lions like we always do right here on Detroit's number one sports podcasting network. This is the show where I believe in the Detroit Lions, and by the end of this episode, so will you. Um, Got a great show for you this week. Really excited to bring it to you. Uh, I can't believe it's it's early to mid-June. I mean, football is going to be starting, if all goes well, here at the end of July. Basically, a couple weeks will be a month away from when training camps are are scheduled to start. Now, we'll see what happens. I've talked about it on previous shows that we don't know what's going to occur, but with the NBA coming back and, um, you know, talks with with, uh, the sport we shall not speak of uh, (laughs) on the diamond there, um, you know, who knew, who knows what might happen? I, I really think that things are going to continue to progress. Everybody's kind of opening back up. You know, things seem to be calming a bit. You know, people are worried about a second wave of this COVID-19. But I'm just hoping that as things open up, people are cautious and safe. And, and by the time we get to mid-late July, people are like, yeah, we can definitely run training camps with... You know, no fans involved, teams at their home facilities. You know, the NFL came out and said there'd be no... No combo practices, no teams traveling to any other, um, you know, places for training camp. They'll be doing them at their team facilities in their home cities. So I think that's all good. You know, I actually think it'll be a laser focus for a lot of the teams where, you know, sometimes there's all this hoopla around training camp and whatnot. This might just be back to pure football where these teams get in there. They, they don't have fans and autographs and, and as much media to do. It's just kind of get in, get your practice in, stay safe, go home, and get ready for football season, which I really hope kicks off preseason in August and, and real football there at the beginning of September. So we will see what happens today on Believe in Lions. That's B-L-E-A-V in Lions. Again, I'm your host, Derek Oakry, at Derek Oakry on Twitter. We're going to talk about... Um, reasons to believe in the Detroit Lions. I say it every week that you should believe in the Detroit Lions because I do, and I try to give you a positive podcast here about the Detroit Lions. Well, today I got four main topics I want to talk about, about what reasons and, 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 you know, items on why you should believe in this team, especially in 2020 and beyond. I really think they've come off two really bad seasons under Matt Patricia. There's no doubt about it when it comes to win-loss record. I think if you really look deep into roster building, some of the behind-the-scenes things that have happened, both good and bad, you can kind of understand not only why those records were the way they were, but when you're looking at both injuries that occurred and a coach that was coming in, Fresh, you know, the, the the biggest thing I have a problem with is a lot of the radio pundits and people out there say, you know, Matt Patricia came and had a good team. He had a team that went to the playoffs two years. You know, he was ready to go. All he had to do was get him over the hump, and he's failed at that. 
I think when you really look at it, the Lions had a veteran-laden team when Jim Caldwell came in. Jim Caldwell came in and cleaned up the Detroit Lions. There's no doubt about it. Like, under those late years of Jim Schwartz, yeah, we were trying to bring in talent, but we had people getting hit left, right, and center, um, you know, with with issues off the field and, and just bad play on the field when it comes to you know, penalties and sloppy play and bad defense, all, all the things were happening. So when Caldwell came in, he was able to tighten up all those off the field things, get a, a team, you know, kind of in the right direction. The problem was, as I've said on this show and my other podcast, the Detroit Kool-Aid cast is Jim Caldwell was a, you know, he ran the Detroit Lions Country Club. He, he was your uncle who, like, you loved hanging out with because you knew he was never going to give you a hard time. He's never going to uh, push you, yell at you. He was just going to not only let you have fun. Yeah, he had some expectations, and, yeah, there were some ground rules you had to follow. But for the most part, you know, you were never going to get cursed out. You were never going to be held really accountable. And... You know, at some levels that worked. I mean, again, players, the top players, Stafford's, the Quinns, the um, Darius Slays and everybody loved Jim Caldwell because, you know, they knew they could not only get away with more, but yeah, he was going to treat you like, you know, your grandpa would where he, he he's past his days of fire and brimstone. He's going to sit there and talk to you calmly and, you know, say, I expect a lot of you, you know, this, that and the other. And the players did play for him. Now, I, I don't think this is unique. I think a lot of players enjoy that type of coaching. Um, but I think the type of coaching Matt Patricia brings is the type that wins long term. And um, I think he came in here his first year and, and was was real rough and, and wanted to change everything. And, you know, yeah, that's always going to create some waves. But also it's going to get you farther down the road you know, in regards to culture and what you want to be long-term than it is to come along and go along and to get along, you know, which he could have went a year or two and did it the Caldwell way and and then saw, like, this is only going to take us so far and then tried to flip script. But what he did is he tried to flip everything upside down year one. Now years two, three, he started to come back to, I love my players. Uh, we got great people in the community. I, I want to win for the city, you know, all that good stuff that everybody says. But I think the behind the scenes is that they've cleaned out some of the players that, you know, were, were loved in Detroit, but maybe weren't legit ball players top to bottom. They've also got rid of some people that, you know, were, were talking just to talk, you know, wanted to be the, the center of attention or wanted to play how they wanted to play, been able to get some of those out as well as bring in talent. Um, that I think is more long lasting, you know, it, the people that question Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, when it comes to player development and acquisitions, it's like, do you realize what organization these guys were w with for years? Like the, the Patriots consistently win. Now we'll, we'll see what they do without Tom Brady there, you know, but I don't see Bill Belichick just falling off the table and, you know, not being able to identify talent, not being able to find football players. I think that he will, um, continue to do that as well as, again, Bob Quinn saw a lot of winning when he was there as he's working his way up the ladder. You know, a lot of those time-tested traditions, uh, you know, continue to, to work in the NFL. Now, before I get to my four main topics about, you know, why you should believe in this team in, in 2020 and moving forward, the one thing that does worry me about the Lions is, is they have been doing it, this tried-true system that worked 10 years ago and worked 
you know, eight years ago and maybe worked five years ago, but will it work in 2020, 2021, 2022, or is it fading just like the Tampa two did? And just like some of these other systems, I don't think so because I think Matt Patricia's a smart enough individual overall that if he sees it slipping or not working, he will switch. The The problem is when Bob Quinn came out and said, you know, I'm really glad we're back to this setup because I'm more familiar finding these type of players. There is a chance when you have to, you can't just find players for this system or, or what you used to find. You got to find the next set of players, the next set of talent that's going to, you know, be dynamic in the NFL. So I still think they're right in that pocket where they can win with this team. But I think that you got to be careful that you're not falling behind to where you're looking for one set of players that a scheme that worked a long time ago, but other teams are, are, are blowing past you with more dynamic football players, different defenses, things like that. So we will see what happens, but um, that kind of brings me to my first point here. So the first reason I, I believe in this team, I know people are going to hate this. That's why I want to say it off the top. The system. I, I think this system is is tried and true, as I just said. I think Matt Patricia knows it. He's he's built it the last two years. Yeah, as I said before, it hasn't produced W's, but the players know how to play the techniques now. He always talks about that. He talks about the fundamentals. Um, this is a scheme that we've seen work well against the New England Patriots, the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, some of the better teams in the NFL the past couple years. You know, the Lions have not won a bunch, but sometimes when they win against these big opponents, injured or not, they've been able to take away certain players and win football games and stay in ball games that they shouldn't be in otherwise. So I think this system is one that works. Again, my only apprehension is you know, not only for how long, but are they willing to adapt? I think this off season, you've seen them go to more of a, a flexible front, you know? Yeah. They brought in Danny Shelton. Who's that nose tackle you look for, but they brought in um, some different defensive tackles, uh, a little bit different when it comes to guys on the back end corners, things like that. The linebackers, they've seemed pretty set to have these big um, heavy set linebackers that set the edge, play the run, you know, still are decent. We'll see where what Jelani Tavai and, and whatnot does in coverage this year. But, you know, I, I think the scheme works. I think that it wasn't going to work from day one. You know, you weren't going to come in here and play this New England Patriots very particular role-specific scheme and get incredible results from day one because a lot of the players at the Lions had not only never been coached the way Matt Patricia coaches in your face, um, you know, just high intensity, high motor, but they hadn't been t- taught these techniques or this type of scheme in football. So it was going to take a year or two. If you go all the way back to our first uh, podcast on my Detroit Kool-Aid cast, you'll hear me talk with my buddies and they say, man, you know, where's your bar at in year one with Matt Patricia? And I said, you know, if he won, you know, six games or less, I wouldn't be totally disappointed because he's got to get his culture. He's got to get his system implemented. And then years two, three, you'd, you'd see an uptick. So I think last year was an anomaly based on the quarterback injury and the other injuries we had, as well as uh, just, just a chalk it up to a bad year for a, a football team that was still young, growing and trying to find themselves. So we'll see what the scheme does. Again, the scheme is a little bit more back to front. It's more coverage than than pass rush. You know, they're not trying to kill the quarterback on every play. They're trying to be sound in the run game, trying to set the run, trying to be able to funnel things back to certain positions, you know, be able to play the football when it's in the air, be able to defend wide receivers. I think they've upgraded when it comes to um, – you know, the the back safeties I like a lot, as well as some of their corners and whatnot, I think really can play. 
So, um, you know, we'll see how it all works. Like a lot of the other teams are different. You know, they're, they're rush first and and cover cover after that. Some teams have lots of corners. Some teams only have a few. The Lions have always sort of went with a few. Now it feels like they're trying to be more deep when it comes to corners and safety. So we will... We will see how it works. I mean, I, th- I think it's really intriguing to see, and I think the system is something you can hang your hat on. In year three, you shouldn't have hung your hat on the system and, and, and whatnot in years one. Um, and again, year two, they started off decent, um, not enough wins in the beginning, but we're playing pretty good football. So I believe in the system in 2020 and beyond for the Detroit Lions. I believe. Part two, I want to talk about the, the reasons you should believe. I, I think it's all about consistency. Now, again, people that don't believe would say, what are you talking about consistency for? Like, they flipped over a lot of assistant coaches, a lot of back-end coaches. Yeah, but, you know, their their offense is where I'm talking about consistency. Same football players, same coordinator, same quarterback, um, you know, same situation there. I really think that's going to be helpful, especially in this season where you're basically just going to come in, start at training camp, and then roll from there. So I think that consistency is going to be key. I think the offense is what they can sort of hang their hat on heading into the season with kind of a revamped defense. Now you do have a new defensive coordinator, but to me, Unling is just a a guy that's going to help coach the corners, safeties. He's going to be more of a player's coach. He's also going to do and call what Matt Patricia wants, which is you know how they're going to work it. Like I still would see Matt Patricia being either with the play sheet or definitely right next to Unling all the time, calling plays, talking about things. Um, so he's kind of the pseudo defensive coordinator. So your real defensive coordinator, the head coach, Matt Patricia has not changed. Um, I, I, I just think that consistency when you're talking offense, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, head coach, and the consistency of the culture, like you're one it, the the players, the whole team was up in arms. Like they had no consistency. Everything was different. Year two, okay, some things are familiar, but some things we're still uh, a little unsure of, or we're not playing as well as we should, or we're injured, or we got guys that weren't training camp that should have been that that then hurt the team. So the culture is built. It's been two years of building. Now culture is sometimes only as good as W's when you win. Hey, we got a great culture. We got a great uh, setup here in Detroit. When you start losing, you know, consistently over two, three, four year spans, nobody wants to hear about your culture. You know, culture isn't going to get better with consistent losing. I get it. But I think the, the culture from top down is there. People know what to expect. They know what they have, you know, on a good day. They've seen the good days where the offense is rolling, the defense is playing good football, and they're winning ball games. Now they haven't seen it often enough, but I think consistency, um, consistency with some of the coordinators, the head coordinators, the head coach, and again, another C, consistency with the culture is something to believe. B-L-E-A-V here on the Believe Podcast Network with the Detroit Lions. I believe, I believe, I believe. Let's uh, let's take a quick break right here, and let's go to uh, when we come back after we get our sponsors in here. We will um, talk about my next two things to believe in. And like I say, before we had to break, like you know, the Lions are, aren't being touted by anybody to do much. You know, they were last in the division. People are putting them third. You know, last again. You know, every once in a while you hear somebody talk about them being a wild card or being a team that could win it. Like, hey, when you've got a top signal caller. 
when you have an explosive offense, which I think they'll have, um, and some of the other elements we'll talk about on the backside of the show, like, I'm here to tell you. I mean, I know I'm believe. I know I'm the positive one here on the podcast, but I'm thinking in 2020, there is no reason the Lions can't jump up in this division and challenge, meaning, like, late in the year, games that matter, um, a play here or there really puts them over the top or doesn't. And I, I think... You know, this is the type of year Matt Stafford has to has to grab this team, elevate all the players around him, and and win that division and make plays. So I'm I'm not only doing this show to tell you why I believe, but these are literally four reasons, and I think the Lions have a legit shot to go from worst to first. I think they really can surprise a lot of people because a lot of people aren't expecting much, but that's because they're not looking deep. They're not looking deep at the uh, players, you know, second, third level, they're looking at, oh, you got a quarterback and you've got a couple offensive players, but you have a horrible defense and you haven't won. And I think that was the case to some degree the last couple years, but um, not this year, barring health across the board. So again, let's take a quick break. We'll talk all about the other two elements and finish the show out here on the backside. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, real quick before we get back to the show, I mean, while you're waiting out this whole craziness and you're waiting at home, you can still have some fun betting with our partners, betonline.ag. There's no NBA, NHL, or Major League Baseball, but don't worry. BetOnline has hundreds of games, events, and sports to wager on. NASCAR is back, Madden, NBA 2K simulations, UFC, all types of things. And coming next Sunday... Bet Online has ex-Chicago Bulls Horace Grant, Bill Curry, and Craig Hodges joining to discuss the Michael Jordan doc on what they call After the Dance. There is still fun to be had, so go to betonline.ag and use promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline your online wagering solution. What's going on, everybody? We are back from the break. Appreciate hanging in and listening here on Believe in Lions on the Believe Podcast Network. Again, I'm your host, Derek Okri. I would love to interact with you, talk Detroit Lions, Michigan Wolverine football, fantasy football, Detroit sports in general. On, uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Derek Okri, that's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Just a reminder, if you could share this podcast with a friend, um, if you're listening, make sure you either hit that subscribe button or if you're on uh, Spotify, I think they have that uh, that favorite button that you can hit. Um, it saves it for you, makes it really easy to get to, and then it will show up every Monday morning right to your podcast feed. We're very consistent here on the show. We get it out every week. A couple weeks during the month, I'll have guests. Other weeks, it's me here solo talking Lions football and uh, trying to entertain and also uh, just enjoy the sport of football and talk it with you guys here on the podcast. It's really fun for me and uh, just appreciate every person that hits play button on, on the show and, and enjoys it as well. So you can find it on iTunes. We're on TuneIn. Um, we're on Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, all the different podcast platforms that you have out there. So please check those out and uh, go to Believe.com and please check out all their different podcasts there as well. Um, hundreds of podcasts on all different topics. If you're maybe from Michigan, but you live somewhere else, you can check out all the different shows that might r- relate to Detroit sports. You can also find 
stuff on fitness and every sport under the sun is basically covered on believe bleav.com so please check that out uh, let's jump on to these other two op, um, points I have here of why you should believe BLEAV and the Detroit Lions. Um, number three, this is probably one of my favorites right here. And, um, you know, when you're talking about uh, the, the NFL football game in 2020, you know, everybody thinks Pat Mahomes, high flying, throw the football, score 40, 50 points, you know, uh, small defenses running around doing all that stuff like the, one of the biggest problems, there's been two problems I've had with the Lions for the last, I don't know, two decades or so. And it's been they can't run the football and they haven't had any top flight corners that can cover anybody at a consistent level. So my third point here was I put the run game. You know, the Detroit Lions, just thinking back since I've been a fan, you know, they've had Kevin... Uh, was Kevin Jones, Kevin Smith, Mikhail Ashore, uh, Javid Best, you know, all these different guys that have never worked out, never done anything at a high level. They've always tried to sell you on the the low level running back that either has speed or he can catch or he's gonna and he might have a flash in the pan a few games here or there, but then he either gets injured or something bad happens, uh, you know, or he just does not perform consistently. And the Lions are either throwing the football every game or they're getting beat up by other teams that can run it and play defense so you know the Lions went and got carry on a couple years ago I mean uh, I remember not being a huge fan of the pick because they traded up to get him in the second round and trading up is never really my favorite Um, you know I knew he was a pretty good football player I also knew he had some injury concerns you know I was hoping those would not come along with him they obviously have you like what you see when he's out there. He can hit the hole. He can make a few moves. He, he has the ability to, to run with speed and some power and catch it as well, which is nice. But I think we've seen over the last two years that as good as carry-on can be and hopefully still is, he can't be the sole lead guy that you can just hang your hat on and, and give the football to 20-plus times a game. And the Lions went out, and instead of just rolling the dice again that maybe he'll stay healthy, maybe this will be his breakout year, Early on in the second round, they took the best player available, the top player on the board at the time, DeAndre Swift out of Georgia, the running back. Dynamic player. Um, He's really a a 2020 NFL type player where he can catch, he can run, he can block. He's smart. He cares. He said his favorite player was, was Barry Sanders. I mean, he's an electrifying talent, but also gives you the meat and potatoes you look for in regards to pass protection and just being a, a solid, solid player, especially even a guy that can play in a committee that doesn't need to be the, the only guy back there. You know, I could see him sharing carries. I can see him rooting on his teammates. I can see him you know, doing lots of different things to help this team. So in my memory, you know, we've never had a one, two punch that was young like this. that had the skill set these two guys have. And, it really makes a difference. You know, people want to argue with me all the time on Twitter about, oh, your running backs are no good if you don't have a dominant offensive line. Or, hey, tell me the tell me the running backs that have really, you know, are worth the money they make or worth it in the NFL. Well, when I look around, like the best teams in the league are the teams that can throw it and run it and have a back or two that are that are you can count on every week. I mean, some teams are going for these dynamic pass catching backs or speed backs. I get it, but if you can have two running backs that can do some things and a decent offensive line and good wide receivers and tight end and a, and a good uh, guy slinging the rock around, I think you can do some things for sure. So I think Detroit Lions fans are going to be very 
pleasantly surprised when they see this DeAndre Swift carry on Johnson combo meal. I think it's something to believe B L E A V in big time. I think that, you know, before you know it, I think DeAndre Swift's the lead dog. I think he's a guy that's getting the majority of the touches, but I could see it being a, a 60 40, you know, when it comes to the top carries and then you're still obviously going to get guys like Ty Johnson and uh, curious to see what this Jason Huntley kid has that they took in the fifth round. Because when you look at those top two backs, they got everything you look for is in three down backs, you know, in regards to skill set. But they neither of them have like the blazing speed or the ability to catch a ball of the backfield and, and just home run hit it. But I do think Ty Johnson has some of those qualities as well as this Jason Huntley kid. If they can use him like they use McKissick, but he's younger, faster, maybe more uh, more agile, can make people miss a little bit more. You've got the home run hitting threat. You've got the two top guys. And then you've got Bo Scarborough in the middle, who's kind of your thumper. Um, but he's young and he's got some speed and athleticism as well. So, you know, I just really like the overall skill set of the running game. I don't think we've had a skill set like this since I've been a fan. And I think that instead of hanging your hat on that one running back or counting on one guy, you know, Saquon or Zeke, like the Lions are going for the committee, but it's like a front um, heavy committee with carry on and Swift. You got a guy in the middle who can kind of get you the short yardage, get the, get you those um, touchdowns in tight when you need them. Um, you know, he's good as a backup, like if carry-on was to go down again. Hey, Bo and Swift can probably do some things. Same thing. If Swift has a little injury, carry-on and Bo, I think, can be a, a dynamic little duo as well. And then, like I say, you got to have speed these days out of the backfield. That's what the Lions had with Job at best. And even though he wasn't a gritty football player and, and the injuries came back to bite him, he was the guy that if you missed your gap or if you missed a tackle, he could score from anywhere, and that really helped win the Lions quite a few games there in 2011, 2012-ish, I think is when uh, when Best was at his best. So the running game now, not the last 20 years since Barry left, but now is something you can believe in for the Detroit Lions. I believe my final point, my final reason to believe in this team and this year and moving forward is the youth and veteran mix. I feel like if you look back at the Lions history, sometimes they've been a veteran team. Sometimes they've been a really young team. The last few years, they've been a really young team. Now they've added veterans that, you know, everybody wants to goof and say they're all Patriots or all. The, hey, they're veterans. They know the scheme. They've done some things in the NFL that are better than what we currently had. So I'm looking at this list. I mean, on the youth side of things, some names I wrote down just off the top of my head. Kenny, Tracy Walker, Okuda, Swift, Hawkinson, Jelani Tavai, and Frank Ragnow. Those guys are all in that 21 to 25-ish range. They all should be major contributors. I like uh, they got a couple, you know, they got two to four on the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, a handful on the offensive side of the ball. I think that's really good youth and playmakers uh, that you can lean on guys that are coming into their own guys. that are just coming into the league. that will be here. I mean, DeAndre Swift's here for four, five years minimum. Like we're going to have DeAndre Swift in a Detroit Lions uniform till nearly 2025 before we even have to pay him or deal with anything in regards to extending him. So, you know, that's why the draft is so important. And that's why these young players, if you can hit on them, like, 
you know, they're going to be here for a long time and make plays, which is exciting. When you look at the, the veteran mix, guys that can mix in with these young guys can help them, can grow them, but can also be very helpful contributors and, and dynamic pieces. Uh, well, these vets aren't really dynamic pieces. These aren't guys you're going to see in the Pro Bowl. They're not guys that are going to be on the front of the NFL magazine. But these are guys that I really think are not only in the primes of their careers, some of them, but are guys, like I said, that are coming here that you don't have to coach the scheme up in a shortened season and that are guys that uh, should mold well with Matt Patricia and, and the Patriots' way of doing things. So you're looking at Trey Flowers, Jamie Collins, Jerron Harmon, who I just think is going to be uh, tremendous as a Lion. I think that he's going to be a fan favorite, team leader, captain. Trufant, I'm curious to see what kind of juice he still has left, but he's he's been a better-than-average corner, better than we've had most years uh, in here now. Everyone's going to hate this name, but I put him on the list for a reason. Christian Jones, to me, is a guy that everyone beats up and thinks he's so horrible. Like, this guy's a, a physical beast, and he's he's been here and played his role the last couple years when you look at his ratings and whatnot at a pretty good level, especially for the little extension they gave him that wasn't worth much money. Like he's a stout, big linebacker that can play outside, inside. He's got some length. He's got some, some, obviously some, some beef to him that can, can beat people up. Like Christian Jones is a great veteran to have in your locker room and have at that uh, depth linebacker position. Uh, Marv on the offensive side of the ball is really his coming into his last year, but he's been a great player here. Went from young guy to vet. And now he's just a, a constant example, which is great. And then you got Danny Amendola as well, who's a, an older veteran, but had one of his better years last year with the Detroit Lions. So when you start molding, you know, what I have probably six, seven young guys, you're looking at, you know, seven, eight vets there. I mean, that's a good part of your starters on both sides of the football that are either, a young guy with a lot of upside either has shown it or will show it or coming into their own where you really expect them to go from middle tier player to upper echelon player at their position. And then those vets that are just, they're there, they're solid. They're, um, they're there to help the young guys as well as put your team over the top, try to get you the playoffs and get you, you know, that home playoff game that we've all wanted so much. So those are my four reasons. The system is uh, proven to have worked. And I think in year three and four, it's finally ready to go. Consistency. When you're talking about the top coordinators, the head coach, the GM, what the Lions have built the past five years is in place. A lot of consistency there. And I think that culture is set as well now where it's been in flux the first three years or so. And the last two have been, you know, getting the foundation set once again, the run game will be something like we've never seen before. I mean, it's not like the Lions, too, have two running backs and no receivers, no tight ends on the outside. They already had the outside weapons. Now they got two guys in the backfield. You never know when they're going to get the football. When they do get it, they can do all types of things. I think it's going to be super exciting. And I'd love to see one of those speed guys be consistently dangerous where, hey, we hand them the ball at the 45-yard at the line. And next thing you know, he's in the end zone. You know, we need to see a few of those plays each year from the from the speed running backs as well. And then your youth vet mix. I mean, just being able to mold those two, have these vets that were Patriots come in here and be great team players, have them be able to play their role, earn their contracts. And like I say, we're looking at a two, three year window for the Detroit Lions. Matt Stafford is under contract, I think, for three more years. If he comes in and balls out this year and these people play well, the, the Lions should take a big step forward. Again, I'm, I'm talking win the division, get a home playoff game, maybe do some damage. 
even if they just get up off their butts from the last couple years and put eight, nine, ten wins together and then go into a regular 2020 where you've got the offseason program, you got OTAs, you got a full training camp, you got none of these COVID-19 restrictions in 2021, they go roll and, and do some damage and, and flip this division upside down. I'm all for that as well. So I can't say it enough, people. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe in the Detroit Lions. I believe this season will be um, something like we haven't seen before for a lot of different reasons, but I think you need to B-L-E-A-V, believe in the Lions in 2020 and beyond, right here on the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you guys so much for listening. Check me next Monday where I'll be back here talking Detroit Lions with you guys. Take care. Have a great week. I'm out. I believe, I believe, I believe. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.